In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Welcome, listener, to another thrilling episode of your comedy reselling podcast, hosted by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Welcome. Together, we are Thrifter Sisters. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep this short, because what unfolded in this week's episode? (laughs) (laughs) No one could have seen it coming. I mean, I don't know. I feel like five. I feel like five minutes in, we saw it coming. Yeah, because it went it, off the rails real quick. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't. We didn't go off the rails. That's the thing. We stayed on the rails. We just we had were, a lot to talk about. It was, and honestly, on our end. Okay, so what happened? What ha- happened what was. Happened? Okay, now you're getting too close to the mic. Back up. I'm what are you doing? Up my headphones. I can't hear you. All right, you know, well, I'll just sit here and wait for you. You good? Yeah, I'm ready. You turned up your headphones. Yeah. For me, like I just my volume was down though. Okay, so what had happened was, um, we start. So this week on the show, we have Issa from the Global Collective, which all of you knew was going to happen. Like I got so many DMs from y'all going after I won the scholarship, going like, "When is she coming on the show?" And I was like, "Okay, guys, don't pretend like you know my brain. They know my brain. They do. They do." <laughs> um, we just got into it. And it went on for almost two hours. And then I was, and I, I did a real bad job with time management. Usually you guys know. Well, I mean, you don't know. Maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I, I I do keep an eye. I'm like, all right, well, guys, we're running, we're running right out an hour. It is time to shut it down, folks. Well, we just kept going. It was great. Um We didn't want to stop, honestly. <laughs> no. No. We honestly, like, we got off, like we stopped recording. And then we just kept talking even more. <laughs> Finally, I had to be like, um, ladies, like, I have to go. Like, I have to go. Go. <laughs> yeah. So I I think some people are going to like it because I've actually had messages from people before saying like, no, 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 we want longer episodes. So here you go. This one is a long one. I am mm. going to edit it down a little bit so it won't be a full two hours, but it's going to be a good length of time. So real quick, before we get into this interview, which is such a good one. Oh, so good. I mean- if you like your butt getting kicked in a loving way, like she to, to be fair, she calls them slaps. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. I love her like, okay, first slap. <laughs> I know. Listen, Issa's passionate and I love it. I love that. She is unch, unch, passionate. <laughs> <laughs> How many ball rats references do we make a week? <laughs> oh my God. I want to quit everything I'm doing right now and go watch more rats. Let's do it. Okay, back to Isa. <laughs> oh my God. I love that movie so damn much. I probably haven't seen that movie in like 15, 20 years, maybe. Sailboat is a schooner, you bastard. It's <laughs> <laughs> that kid on the damn escalator again. So that one, I use that line all the time. Me too. <laughs> like I, but like I change it. Yeah, we, we rephrase it. Yes. Like mm-hmm. here's that With the intonation. Stu- yeah, here's that stupid kid on the soccer field again. I mean, I can use that. There's that stupid lady at the grocery store again. I can't. I use it all day, every day. 
Okay, back on track, back on track. This did not happen during the interview. We stayed yeah, we on did track. We stay on track. Well, we started off. We'll see. You'll you'll hear it. I don't know because I I do cut. I I've already edited most of the episode. I cut the first twenty minutes off because yeah. we weren't really into the interview yet. We were just yeah. recording. It's anyway, really funny stuff in there though. <laughs> what, what was I? What was I just saying? Damn it! Um, about how good uh, the interview with Issa is because she's like real passionate. Oh, so, I, you know, we had a you know, lot of info. Listen, I, here's here's also what I wanted to say. She's got receipts. Like she has built a very successful business, um, something to aspire to. But also, like, don't like she. You know, she talks about how you'll hear in the interview. She's like, "Oh, must be nice." Da, 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 da. Right. Listen, this didn't happen for her overnight. Like this has happened over the course of years, and she's had. You know, she she had the years of education to get her to where she is. She's super passionate. I love that. I love the mm-hmm. way she's no nonsense, no bullshit. Um, you know, and like we, well, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but, but we've talked about anyway. Lacey and I like a good no nonsense lady. You know, yep, we so much. Like, They're my favorite kind of people. <laughs> they really are. We're just drawn to what we are not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Maybe if I like stand by you, I'll level out a little bit. You know. I don't think so. No, I don't think it's not. It's not. We're it just makes me feel good though. We're it does. It's so, it brings us down. It's soothing because we are so all over the place. As we is are being, not soothing. As, as is being illustrated in this very moment. We're all uh, constantly at eleven. <laughs> are you guys meeting at the eleven club? Oh no 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 no! I go to the morning yeah. meetings. She goes to the evening yeah. meetings. Like, we don't overlap. You know, it's too much overlap. It's we can't. Thing. All the 11s in one room at one time, it's, it's a, whew, it's too much. It's very loud. loud in there. It's real loud. It's it's very aggravating. It's agitating. Yeah. A lot of A words. <laughs> it's egregious. It's agitating. It's aggravating. Wait, I, I'm pretty sure egregious starts with an E. Do we need a... Do we need to fact check that real quick? Right. Well, let, let's, let's stop this nonsensical... No, <clears throat> sit, yes. wait. Yeah, nonsensical. No, we are definitely not. Nonsense. We are definitely not sensical. All right. Instagram, you guys know most of you are already over there. Go follow us over there. Thrifter Sisters Pod. Hey, Patreon. Patreon is bumping. We it is. are having a darn blast over there with our mastermind phone calls. And you get four bonus episodes a month. And guess what else you're going to get? You get Lindsay's uh, free consignment client spreadsheet and, and this is a new addition, guys. A new, ad- a new addition. We're going to have a shared soup doc. <laughs> we can share soup <laughs> recipes. We're going to share soup <laughs> recipes in the Patreon. <laughs> uh, you know, Charlotte kind of was the inspiration for that too. <laughs> well, no, I, I've been we, like- We have been talking about it. I've been like joking about it, but then Charlotte like messaged she was like, us. Oh, seriously, like where's the soup doc? <laughs> Like I want the shared soup recipes. And then she's not the only one. We had two other people ask for the soups too. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to happen, guys. That's right. I'm going to work on it today or tomorrow. We're going to get very excited about this because Lindsay and I love soup. And guess what? It's going to be a document. All of us, like it's going to be a private document to our Patreon users. Yeah. But anybody can go in and add their soup recipes and then we'll all be able to access. And, you know, I was thinking about making it like a vlog. Like I love this soup. Because da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do that if you don't but want to. You totally to. can, and it would be really fun. 
I know it has nothing to do with reselling, but what's better than a bunch of down bitches who all like to resell, who all like to make money, who all like to Patreon, who also all like soup? (laughs) I love that the Patreon is such an evolving situation. That is already, we're like two months in and it's already turned into a soup club. (laughs) Listen, Lindsay didn't even have time to finish the word situation because we spent so much time talking to Isa. All right, let's get into this. Okay, join us on the Patreon. We're at, you go patreon.com backslash thifter scissors. You can obviously access it through the link in our bio. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps our teeny tiny baby soup soup, uh, podcast grow. (laughs) I can talk about soup. Or not, all, or not, yeah. or not all day, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go, Lacey. Would you? What kind of door should we open for Isa? It's hmm, a good uh, question. I, I know what kind of door. You, you ready for this one? I think you can pull this one off. Okay. She, she needs an elevator door to the penthouse. Oh yeah, of course. She's yeah. got her little fob thing that she puts up to the little thing, and it goes, bang. <laughs> or, or are you opening up the double sliding doors onto the beach? We already did that. That was with Taylor and Maddie. Okay, that's true. We did do that. So she's got her little penthouse like, boom. Okay, all right. Well, hey, Isa, welcome. Come on into the studio. Hey. Hey, let's talk for two hours. It's going to be so good. I love it. All right, let's get into it. And I think that's a good point with the tradition for the sake of tradition. It's the same idea that carries into work. People work for the sake of being busy. They want to seem like they're doing a lot. I want to see what you accomplish. Like, so I worked in corporate for a very long time, right? And my dream at some point, and my dreams have changed a lot. My dream right now is to sit at the beach and not do anything in a house that I own and, and have passive income. That's my new dream, right? Yeah. My dream, but, duh. but my old dream was I want to be a CMO. Okay. The closer I got to those higher ranking executives, they were these like fit young guys and they're like... 50 mid 50s 60s then they had like brain cancer diabetes they were super stressed they were making probably half a million dollars like our cfo is probably making half a million dollars my old boss is the global mark is the global cmo of like a huge company right now and it's like they got the title they probably make a lot of money but it comes with stress health issues they don't get to see their families they're all divorced and so it's like just getting closer to the time like I got the job I wanted I got the title I wanted they didn't get to pay exactly that I wanted but it was more than I made I was like okay I'm climbing and as you see the view at the top you're like I don't want any part of that yeah and it's and and when I was sitting in corporate I would look at my co-workers right because the, the old mentality is you want butts and chairs you want to walk the CEO wants to walk around and see a butt in a chair but that butt in a chair is watching family guy on YouTube like what is the productivity here <laughs> yeah like you could have yeah. gone home seven hours ago right that's what but, I, I completely agree and my husband and I talk about this all the time like with his work is that stupid idea of like you have to log your eight hours, you have to pull your forty hours or or it's more. It's such an archaic. Like, if you don't have work to do, then you shouldn't be at work. Like if you have work to do, then be at work and do your work. But when you're done, you should fucking go home and live your exactly. life. Exactly, exactly. Like, that shit drives me crazy. It, well, that's the thing, though. It's the it's working for the sake of working, right. for the sake of being busy. But you're not producing anything. So for yeah. me, it's kind of like 
<laughs> and I talk about this in the course a lot too. I built up a lot of capital, right? So I did have a lot of capital to come in. That's why I want to make sure that people know, like I saved a lot of money. I had corporate money to start this. Like I started in a, in a good place, but ever since my whole life, since I made that change, it's like, I'm going to use money to buy back my time. I am not going, what's the, what's the point of having all this money if you can't enjoy it? You know, like, and not that I'm a millionaire or anything. I'm just saying the more capital I built up, build up, I'm like, I'm putting that to work. I'm not going to work. It's going to work. Right. Absolutely. And so, so that's kind of like the idea of, of, I don't know. I, I don't even know what we were talking about, but I got into <laughs> That's, that's a normal well, theme on this do, show. That's okay. Here, dude, we're, we're the queen of tangents. All right, let's do intro. I'm going to use that little block to start off this episode. All right, welcome, listener. We have a real damn treat for you today. This is um, very different than anything we've had on the show before. We You're going you're gonna to get your buns kicked around a little bit, but like in a really sweet and loving, coming from a place of just really wanting to help you. Um, and that's the kind of uh, treatment that I really respond well to, actually, this this personality. Lacey and I, we had a guest on, we recorded with last week, and we're like, man, we really liked her. She's so uh, no-nonsense. And Lacey liked that because we are so nonsensical. Yeah, we are nothing we are, but nonsense. <laughs> we are just, just walking nonsense. And we really like a down bitch that's like, listen, this is the no-nonsense approach. Yep. <laughs> just shut up. Follow, do this and make your life better. So I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Lacey. And today we have Issa from the Global Collective. Can you believe she's here? Can you believe it? I'm here. I am definitely here. And and this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone. Like I've gotten so many messages yeah. um, <laughs> since last week when I won the scholarship. They're all like, so when is she going to be on the show? I'm like, okay, grasshoppers everybody just calm down <laughs> like just quit, quit trying to make my recording schedule for me i'm on it i'm on it oh yeah i know um, how that feels <clears throat> oh, <this is> <laughs> listen lacy i'm the producer i'm the editor you did this I'm, to yourself i'm the social media manager <laughs> i'm running this whole shit show get on board hey we're going places sister you wait <laughs> All right. You wait till you collect your check. <laughs> I want my Lacey, money. Lacey knows what's happening. We got some shit happening. <laughs> That's right. Shit's happening. Okay. Um, Issa, first of all, I, I words can't describe, like I said, I made a whole video for you because mm -hmm. words can't describe yes. how grateful I was to you that you were like, you know what? She's getting a spirit award. She's going to win. I didn't draw her name, but this is my contest and I can do whatever she I want. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely breaking the rules left and right. I'll tell you why you won, though, because I think people need to hear this. Okay. Yeah. I like ballsy people. Like, I, you know, like if you're going into business and you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to like put up with everything that comes with it, you've got to be A, willing to put yourself out there. B, willing to get kicked in the face several times, right? You got, you're going to get turned down. The people are going to say no, and it's going to be embarrassing and it's going to be awkward. And I can't tell you how many people, you know, deny my offers and don't want anything to do with me. I reached out to people to see if I could like finance people to see if I can help people do like the second, you know, like the second job side hustle kind of thing, like been totally neglected, ignored, whatever. And I think it's important. It builds character. And I think 
First of all, I think everyone should do commission sales at some point because, like, welcome to hell, and you got to learn <laughs> how to, like, do that, right? But the fact that you put out that video and you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I don't care if she says, oh, my God, she's trying to get – I don't care. I'm going to put it out there because, you know what, <laughs> it can't hurt. It can help, but it definitely can't hurt. And so I think as an entrepreneur, you've got to have that mindset. You've got to go for it and go, fuck it. I might, I might not get anything. I might be embarrassed, but I could win big. And so you won. Yeah. 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 It, it pay- for once, my nonsensicalness <laughs> paid off. <laughs> I, th- I I also was telling Isa, I was like, I think that's one of the things I actually, I, I don't have a lot in my court, but I got that in my court is that um, I just don't give any fucks. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I'm loud and I'm nonsensical and that tracks. Not, not, <laughs> but like you use people. it to your advantage. Not that's the thing. You've got something above other people, and and people that are here's the, here's the reality of life. Here's the first lap, right? Like shy people are like sweet, and people like them, and they're you know like they're endearing, but they're not going to get the scholarship because they didn't <laughs> put themselves out there. Yeah, and so it's a real challenge because I know that it's something you know it's it's hard. People that are shy have to battle with like getting yeah. you know. The the courage and getting up there but but at the same time people like you and I have been called loud and disruptive and like I used to be sitting in class in a corner my whole life and it's like yes what Mrs. <laughs> Terry it paid off it, it was a good thing you know and so I think encouraging people to, to stand out and be different and like do the damn thing you know and so again that's that's why yeah. I once yeah. had a person wow. at a restaurant come over to me and tell me as they were leaving that I ruined their entire meal because I was the loudest person <laughs> <laughs> they'd ever heard. And I was like, mm, sucks to be you. That's not All a problem right. for me. <laughs> I was having a great time. I I was at coffee with Mariana one time and there's this guy over on his computer just click clacking away, right? Now, and our tables were really close and I'm, you know, <laughs> yucking right. it up as usual. And he leans over. I'm like, oh, here we go. This guy's about to really about to go to town on me he was like you're hilarious and I was like, oh. I was like that, that's not where I thought this was going thank you sir oh I, there is a story I want to tell you actually that I actually I recently told my mom she never heard about this but when I was interviewing to get into the beer industry right it's all men it's like well back when I was there it was 95 percent like bros right they're all friends yeah. they're like young guys in the beer industry or whatever and I went into the interview with these two guys that were from it, like this big company had bought like a Mexican company and they were trying to build the the Hispanic brand, whatever, right? So these two Mexican guys interviewing. And I'm wearing a freaking bedazzled dress from All Saints. I used to work at All Saints at that time. And I was wanting to get out of the fashion industry. I was just burnt out. I get to the interview at this Marriott, right? And I give him my my uh, experience, which has nothing to do with what they're looking for, except at sales. And I have a lot of sales experience. And the one guy I could tell, which we're still really close with, he liked me. He knew I could do it. Like, it was just a learning curve. He, he wanted me to, like, get the job. The other guy was really skeptical of me. And he just puts down his pay. We're at a, we're at a bar in a Marriott, right? And there, it's, like, one of those, like, long bars, you know? And they're, the, all the seats are taken by men that are on their lunch break, right? Like, everything's – it's all guys. 
And he puts down his paper and he's like, here's the thing. I've got like 20 resumes of people that actually have beverage industry experience. Why would I hire you? And I was like, well, I get it, right? I don't have the experience in the industry. Fine. But I have something different that they don't have. I'm like, how many girls do you have in that pile? And he's like, well, not, not many, right? Because they were all kind of recommending their people that they knew and whatever. He said not many. I bet you was the only yeah. one, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. So we're sitting at the I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm the only one. So we're sitting at the bar and I'm like, here's what I have over you. You worked, and I mean, I guess I can say the brand. You guys don't know who this is. He was a high up at Heineken. And I'm like, you've got years of experience in this industry. You know it like the back of your hand, right? You won't, you would be the best person for your job, right? But it's sales. I'm like, there are there are no open sprout spots in this bar. If you went up to any of those guys and asked for the chair, would you get the chair? And he's like, probably not. I'm like, how many of those guys do you think would give me that chair? And his eyes just like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, exactly. What you think is my downfall? What you think is like, I have no experience. I'm a girl in this like guy's world. I'm like, I bet you they'd all stand up. Because they've got sisters. They've got a mom. They're not going to let me stand there in my like spedazzled dress. <laughs> my in your heels. Hurt. Yeah. So I was like, that's the door you need to open in sales. I might have that edge just because people would treat me different based on the fact that I am a girl. I love the so spin on like, that. You said that's awesome. How how did you come up with that in that Because she's a fucking smart bitch. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, there is a secondary voice that lives in my head. It's definitely me. Like I'm not, you know, like I do talk to myself a lot. Everyone I does. Do think of, you know, when I... Sometimes these quick remarks or whatever come from like a secondary voice in my head that's like, panic mode, you should say this. <laughs> and, and it just comes out. And I'm like, huh, thanks, second voice, you know? That worked. Yeah. That worked. Yeah. I love that yeah. little I'm guy so on your really shoulder. I'm really proud of that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... that's the thing, right? Again, when you're different, when you're, when what people think might be your handicap or your downfall or your, you know, like the, the, uh, the obstacle, you could spin it. I got your attention. Like you have thousands of followers. Like you probably, your DMs are probably blown up every day, getting tagged messages. Getting, and yeah. somehow I weeded my way through there. Can't stop me. I don't know how, I don't know how people that, that like, you know, that I've seen a lot of negativity where they're like, oh, the bigger resellers don't respond because they think they're too cool. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, the DMs get out of control at some point where you don't know where they're coming from. And there's yeah. people that you want to respond to. And there's people that have genuine questions. And then there's people that don't even say hi and are like, where do you source? Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you. I don't know who you are, you know? Yeah. Or, and then there's the bot recruiters, like get 8,000, like it, there's just so much happening that it does get to a point where like, I, I don't want to even deal with the DM. I, I, you know, we don't even have that huge of a following yet. Yet. Yeah. We have, we have 1600 followers um, mm. growing every day and I lose DMs. I lose yeah. DMs. I, I, it, so, and, and that's nothing compared to, you know, five, mm-hmm. 10, 20,000. Fo- like, I'm like, dude, when we do, when we do get that many followers, it, it's going to be, I don't know how to. It is overwhelming. Know. It is overwhelming yeah. because you want to answer. And at the same time, like, honestly, 
there are people that have been following me since the beginning and you can flag people as like, you know, now you're on the friend column or whatever. Yeah. But at some point it does get to like, I think, I think we need to, here's another slap for you. I think we're a society that has forgotten to use Google. Like you don't like, did you Google that? Yeah. Yeah. You sent me that. Did you yeah. even bother dating? And so in the course, you'll see that there's a new rule. I will gladly help you, but you've got to respond with your issue, three things that you think it might be, and three things you tried to fix before you came to me. Because like, yeah. I need people to start kind of problem solving, you know? It's a lot of yeah. like, problem, 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 problem. And it's like, did you try, did, you know? Can we let our listener who doesn't know um, about what this course is and what it's called and what you're teaching and oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, gotta remember, guys. There's some no, people no, no, that no. don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let's just keep talking about this for 30 more minutes before Lindsay's we real good at that. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Lacey. Uh, that that would be important to bring up. Yes, for anyone that is listening and has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so, a background. I launched a course called the DCC business build out. Um, and it's the more money, less work strategy, which what is what I've been teaching for two years now. And a very, very short summary of what this is, is when I came in, when I started reselling, I started as a product facing Instagram. I had no idea that there was a reseller community. I had no idea that any of this existed. And I start kind of finding it and meeting people and understanding that there's, you know, virtual coworkers out there. So I'm like, Oh, cool. I'll join the community. But I came from corporate background. I came from like marketing sales. I, you know, I worked for, for bigger companies. And so the way I started my reselling business was the way I was taught to work. And so as I was in the community, I started, I, I kind of started moving away from product into information, like the reseller side and just advice or whatever. And people started asking me, like, how do you do what you do? Like, how do you know what to buy? And all these questions. How do you run things about like how I manage my money? And in my head, I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. How are they doing it? I didn't realize that the way I was taught to work was just it was common sense to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I start sharing a little more information and people start asking me if I'm going to start doing mentorships or anything. And I'm like, I didn't really, I didn't really consider that at all. And so then COVID hits, right. My business takes kind of a dump because like you can't leave your house. What are you buying Gucci's for? Or like (laughs) fancy bags and stuff. Right. So I'm like, I guess I have time for consultations now. Right. At the same time though, because of the way I structured my business, because of the way I've always worked, I was having a tough time with sales, but my business was going to make it like we were fine. Right. And so I, I started doing consultations and the more consultations I did, the more I realized that there isn't that much information out there on the business side. A lot of the content in the reseller community was about like, hobby selling, thrifting, goodwill tags, the days that things go out, YouTube hauls of what people bought, but there was no background into why they bought it. Why are you buying what you buy? How do you manage your cash flow? How do you know? There there just wasn't so much out there in that space. So I, I kept doing the consultations and it kept building and building and building and more people were joining. And so it got to a point where I was like, am I, am I a consultant now? Like, I guess, <laughs> I guess I am, right? And, and the crazy thing about it is 
The designer flipping is really easy. I could do it in my pajamas from bed office watching Vikings, right? Like I don't even process my own stuff anymore. We'll get into that. But my reselling business is really easy. It is too easy, right? And on the consulting side, it was a little harder, but it's like, so the way I always word it, and I think it's in the course too, my reselling business is kind of like winning at the casino. It's like a good, a couple good hands at the blackjack table, right? It's exciting. It's fun. Like you don't know exactly how much is going to come in. It is a math game. So you've got some strategies, but when you win, it's this like, ah, I won the jackpot or whatever, right? On the consulting side, it was more like puzzles, like solving a mystery, like playing Clue. It was a different kind of approach. But then it was this really cool shift into I'm actually helping people. And I have struggled with this a lot. And this is a little deeper than like I think we thought this podcast would go. But like I don't have kids, right? So there's nothing that I'm like... My life almost felt too easy sometimes. Like, what am I? What, I can't be on this earth to flip Gucci. Like, that just can't <laughs> be the reason I'm here, you know? And, and my boyfriend's like, he's so, I told you, he's great. He's super pragmatic. He's super practical. And he's like, you should just enjoy it. You should be thankful that this is your life and that, you know, like, because I did have kind of like a tough, you know, 10 years prior or whatever with family and stuff and whatever. So he's like, well, this is, you know, maybe you should just be thankful every day and enjoy it. But in my mind, I'm like, this can't be it. Like, I literally can't be, it was too easy. I'm making good money. There's no obstacles. There's no hurdles. There's no, like, I'm not, I'm not contributing to the future. I'm not helping. Like, this can't be why I'm here. I mean, it really was something that messed with my mind. And as I started consulting, And it's not even when I'm consulting. When I'm consulting, it's fun. And it's like I solved the puzzle, right? Like that's almost still selfish because I'm like, I did it. I solved the riddle, right? It's when I started getting the notes from people, when I started getting the DMs that like, oh my God, I'm making double money. I'm working less. You've changed my life and, and things like that that I'm like. Me? I like I changed your yeah, life. That's amazing. It's, you know? it's gotta be super rewarding because it I is. like, you know, I've I've started flipping designer. I've been doing it since mm-hmm. about June now, which is great because you know I'm seeing mm-hmm. my business really grow and then like adding what I've I've started building um to what I'm learning through your course. Like mm-hmm. I now before it was like Am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able? And then when all this shit happened with John this summer with cancer, mm-hmm. I'm like, I there there is no there is no like can I do this anymore? This is like I have to do this because my background was in journalism and then fitness for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I can't support my daughters on a fitness career because the hours you have to put in, the money you make is. Not, and I'm 45. Not to mention we're like, old as fuck. Like, <laughs> like I can't I can't do the I mean, hours I'm like. I'm like right behind you. <laughs> I, I I can't put in I cannot be at the gym at five in the morning anymore until eight like I can't do that with my but daughter. That's what we were talking about, Lindsay. You were trading time for money. Mm-hmm. Right? And it and it and it was rewarding. Do not mm-hmm. get me wrong. Working in fitness can be rewarding, mm-hmm. but it was not worth the time that I was putting in. And then I've kind of like um you know, in my mind, when I hear myself talking to my friends about like what I'm doing now and how my business is growing, it does a part of me feel a little bit gross because I'm like, I'm flipping designer luxury. I don't know. It's like, um, 
it's it's a whole industry that caters to people that have the money. Or what I'm finding is people are buying things and their credit cards are bouncing. They're like, hold on, hold on, let me get another card. And I'm like, oh, girl, you should not yeah, be buying yeah, these yeah. shoes. And, 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 but you're but, not and, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And, it, and it, you know, it does – look, it's not going to stop me. This is what I'm doing. I know now that where I am going to be in 12 months from right now, I, like I feel like – don't even try to figure out what that's. I mean, you know, I'm obviously doing all the numbers and the data like you want me mm-hmm. to, but like trying to project that, I feel like I'm on such a um, path right now that I think where I'm going to be in it 12 months from now is just going to be very transformative. And I feel it will be, but the thing is, it will be because you've got a plan, you've got structure, you've got a strategy, you've got goals. Like it's just, and so that's what started happening with consultations. I would get these notes and it's, it's, it, and it's really cool because people are going, you changed my life. Like, and it, it's funny because someone asked, asked me like, your testimonials are insane. Like, are they real? Absolutely. You can go ask <laughs> me for anyone's name on there and I can give you who yeah. they are. And that's, what's really cool about it. It's, that it, the, I, those people that leave testimonials, they do not get a damn penny from me. They do not get a discount. They do not get a gift card. They don't get anything. If they want to write it, they write it, but I'm not rewarding because I don't believe in paying for your reviews. If I send you a $15 gift card for Starbucks, you'd be like, oh, she was great. Right. Was yeah. I though? Or did you want the fancy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they're, they're all user submitted. But as that started happening, it, it was also me going, listen, I'll take the credit all day long. You tell me I'm magic. I'm going to call myself magic. Right. But in my mind, I'm going, "Eh, except it wasn't magic, except you learn to read data, use it, you know, like work with strategy and and structure and organization. And, And I think the craziest thing is, so, okay. So I did the consultations. I loved them. It was really great. It was, it was, amazing relationships. I got crazy results. And so the funny thing is I've been trying to do a course since 2020 and the consultations kind of just happened. So I just went with it, right? The course would have been shit if I did it before the consultations, because I would have made a course based on what I think business looks like, right? Mm-hmm. I needed all those. So I ended up doing 275 consultations, wow. okay? Individual consultations. I was able to review 275 different businesses, different reseller businesses, different structures, different capital, different profit. And I needed that to go, oh, wait a minute. These are all different, but here are the main pain points. Here's where everyone's getting stuck. Here are the issues. And a lot of the bigger issues are structure, strategy, and numbers, right? The the business basics, what you should have, whether you're running a reseller business, a lemonade stand, or a Fortune 500 company, you need that stuff. And so the, the, the consultations happen, but then, Lindsay, what you were talking about, as a person that prides herself in not working too hard, I was working too hard. So I was like, this is no bueno, no longer, right? Because now, again, I'm trading my time directly for money. And it got to a point where I have a new respect for therapists, number one, because like, damn, right? And then for motivational speakers, I can't do more than three. If, if I do three consultations in a day, my voice just craps out. I can't talk the next day. And then for the whole day, I feel like an elephant sitting on my chest. So it started weighing on me physically and more and more people wanted to join. 
I got to a point where when I would open, the, so the other thing is people wait till the last damn minute to sign up when I'm about to increase price, right? So yeah. I'll get a normal amount of signups until the price increase. It got to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore because I was scared of the price increase, like influx of people. And so it got to a point where like, I, I cannot, I can't do this anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm getting too tired. It's too much work for someone that says they don't have to work <laughs> that hard. Right. And so it was I, this yeah. whole like, how do I still help people like that, but not put my energy on the line all the time. Right. Because it's me speaking for an hour and 20 minutes straight. It was, it was exhausting. And so I, I was like, should I circle back to the course? And, and I did. And it's the best decision I've ever made because at the same time, consultations are intimate. They're one-on-one. I dig through your numbers, but we've got time against us. I've only mm-hmm. got an hour and 20 minutes. And if you have any question, well, you just ate 10 minutes of our time. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't understand <clears throat> certain things about, you know, structure, there goes five minutes. Right. And so I had to cram mindset, the time and money, the the numbers, like understanding your numbers. I had to cram that plus sourcing in a one hour and 15 minute call. And it's like the way I'm doing the course right now is I'm going through and I'm watching it. I'm taking minimal notes right now. I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to do like whole overview. I will say, um, you know, the, the, um, the online sourcing module I did yesterday, which I, you know, I feel like I've gotten pretty proficient Mm -hmm. out, but like I picked up some great stuff from that yesterday and I won't get into it, but I, I picked up some really great tips that are going to be very helpful. You picked up really great tips, but be honest at some point when you were getting some of those crazy tips where you kind of like, it's also common sense. Like how did I not you know what I Absolutely. mean? Like, that's yeah. a lot of like the breakthroughs I had in the consultation where it was almost like, how silly is this? How silly is this one concept that you weren't looking at correctly? And it's going to completely transform your business, but it's also common sense. Like your it, daughter could understand it. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it's not a huge shift from what I'm exactly. already doing. Exactly. It's not. And I will keep doing it because a lot of what I'm doing is really working, but there's some very small little shifts mm-hmm. that are really going to make a difference. And it's, I mean, not that I wasn't looking at my numbers before, but just having a different perspective on them. Like, you you know, you were talking about entry cost and exit cost. Like, it's just like all of these little things, all of these tiny mm-hmm. little, like you said, very easy concepts are just going to really, I'm, I'm so excited about yeah, and, that. And that's the other thing, right? So, so I solved the problem of the time limitation because I would, I would analyze someone's business and I like, I don't know if you guys really grasp how intense I am, but like, as I'm looking <laughs> through these, like reading no, I'm looking, I'm making lists of all the things I think I want to fix about their business and to mentally go, I can only address the time top three would yeah. kill me inside because in the meeting they would say something that kind of goes with something else I couldn't talk about and I was like do I get into this well, and we go seven hours oh, over right like, that's, I, and that's also course, so much yeah. for your for your people you're consulting like that is so much for them to absorb yeah, in an hour so much. Like, like I said I'm just kind of going through like I want to get the whole overhaul I'm taking mm-hmm. like minimal notes and then 
I'm, I, you know, I'm taking notes on like what numbers she, I was like, all right, Issa wants me to bring these numbers and mm-hmm. figure out this. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm watching it. I'm taking notes on the numbers you want me to collect. And then I'm going to go back and redo it and then really start plugging all those numbers in. And I, and I want you to go back anytime you get stuck to the section that, 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 that's in, because that's the other thing it's, it's available. You've got lifetime yeah. access to it. And the thing is like, you're not going to get it in one go. You're right. It was way too much that I was dumping on these people. Sometimes when we'd end the consultation, they'd be like, like, oh, yeah. be like just yeah. no yeah. expression on their face. And I go, just shut your computer down, go watch like the housewives or something like forget about me, forget about numbers and then come back to it. But here the course is everything I ever wanted to tell any client, but I didn't have time to. Yeah. Without time constraints, you know. Let's um let's talk about because I, I do I want you to to talk to listener um about like things that were really speaking to me in the course about just like mm-hmm. the fear and and mindset that kind of stuff. I feel like that stuff we really haven't touched on too much on this podcast before. I want you to get into that, but before we do, can you real quickly? I want you to promote because you have um some new stuff that's getting ready to come yes. out. So I'll, I'll go into this quickly because it's just, you guys should definitely join the masterclass if you have time. But so when I was building the course, I'm really good at analyzing data. I'm really good at like the business side of it. I am not a spreadsheet girl. I don't know. I know the very, very basics of Excel, right? And as I started saying, I'm going to offer my free tracker, I started getting really embarrassed of my tracker. I'm like, this is not good. It's enough, right? It's enough to run. But someone like me does not deal well with enough, good enough, right? It's not the best thing I could have included in there. And so I started panicking a week before the course launch. I, because of the consultations, I get access to everyone's spreadsheets. And I've seen all of the ones available for sale out there. Some are goddamn terrible, like <laughs> terrible. And two, there's two that I think are really good if you're an analyst, a data analyst or an engineer, <laughs> but not the rest of us, right? And the reason most of my clients stopped logging, stopped using it is because it was too overwhelming. And I didn't even use their sheet because I was like, fuck this, we're going to use Poshmark before, which is easier. So I knew that they were right. I Like I didn't even want to dig into theirs, right? I reached out to one of the girls that I think has one of the better ones. And I asked her if she could simplify it for us. Like, can you make it digestible? Can I, you know, hire you or we partner on something that is as brilliant as your sheet, but like, but that I can understand, right? It didn't work out with her her schedule. She was traveling and it just didn't work out. And we were back to square one. So I offered my, you know, less than stellar cost of goods tracker. And then a week, like a couple days, a couple days before the launch, I had an, a uh, consultation once with a girl that, I mean, the second I got her questionnaire and her spreadsheet, I was like, is Einstein's long lost daughter <laughs> taking this consultation? Like, who is this person, right? She hops on the call. She's a 26-year-old mining engineer. I, I had to Google what a mining engineer is <laughs> and what they do. I'm like, are you, are you like finding the rocks? Are you building the mines? Like, are you d- deciding where the rocks are? Like, it is real complex, right? Brilliant girl, brilliant girl. So the reason I've been so successful with the consultations and the course is because I'm able to oversimplify really complex business things, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need to get in the weeds. I need you guys to understand that this is a better approach than this because of this, right? 
That's normal people. That's our talk. That's my language. I need things to be digestible. I just need to understand an eagle eye view of what I'm supposed to be doing, right? This girl was questioning me on everything with like, but, but if you plug in the rate of da, 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 and I'm like, well, I don't even know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> and so like 10 minutes into it, I'm like, Christine, you don't need me. I'm going to send you your money back. You don't need me. What you need is to stop freaking analyzing numbers and make a fucking call. Like you don't need me. You need to just start. Right. And so I gave her her money back with the, a condition that she would spend it on one item. I'm like, you got to go blow it on one <laughs> item and you can't ask me what it is and you can't calculate it in your crazy spreadsheet. You just have to buy it. And so that was our agreement, right? Christine followed me. She would comment on my stories or whatever. That day when I was freaking out about the spreadsheet, she commented on one of my silly stories and my mind went, oh, my God, the Einstein girl. And I was like, hey, Christine, I remember your spreadsheet. It was real impactful. How good are you at making dashboards? And her response is in that promotion email. I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, I, I still I read to this it. day have no idea what she's talking about. I have <laughs> yeah, no idea yeah. what kind of spreadsheet she was talking about. But it really cemented the fact that like, this is the girl. And I'm like, do you want to partner on a dashboard with me? I need your brain, but I need to digest, I need it digestible so that I can understand what I need to be extracting from it. So we created a dashboard and by we, I mean, she created it. And then I asked for like a simplification on it and we've got it. We've got it and it's launching, but in true intense ESA form, I can't just give it out because I need people to understand how to use it, what you can extract from it, how it works. And then there's going to be like a free version, kind of what I give you guys in the, in the course, Lindsay, the, the, the COGS tracker, mm-hmm. but mine's shitty. Like this is a much better version made by a smarter person that I'm going to give out to you guys. And then you can upgrade to the dashboards, which will have the charts, like all the live information. It'll have a consignment dashboard and it'll have a price calculator, like a profit calculator. So all of that will come awesome. after the masterclass because I force people to understand what I'm putting out here. So hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I have you here in person to answer this. Do so I, it's going to be in November on a Saturday morning, the masterclass yes. yes. to explain how to use all of that. I'm yes. guessing how to use all yes. of that new product. Um, I will be doing soccer games as I am okay. a soccer mom. Um, will it be a recorded situation yes. that you can you will pay all get a or, replay. or sign up and then we can watch it? Yes. Yay! You will get a replay. And you're going to get, I mean, I'll, you, you guys will just sign up and I'll send you. The free tracker is much better than what I have. So if you're okay. using mine, please go ahead and like migrate to that other free one. Okay. Um, but the dashboard is amazing. Not only how to use it, I want you guys to, I want to explain what to extract from it. So the idea is like, it's a facts over feelings masterclass and it's learning to understand the language of your business. So my little tagline, it's like couples therapy for, but for you and your business, like you got to learn <laughs> to see each other. I love great. that. So well, that's happening. Yeah. So definitely check that out. If, if you're not following Isa on Instagram, she'll, you know, she'll be promoting it there. You, you'll be able to get the information there. It's on there. my link in bio. So it'll say like sign up for masterclass and you, you guys can sign up until 
the day before or something like that. And, and you know, and I'll put her Instagram in our show notes, but she's at, on Instagram, she's at the the Global Collective. Is that right? Co. Yes. Co. The Global mm-hmm. Collective Co. So definitely go give her a follow. I mean, you'll, you'll get lots of great, like, motivation and content on there anyway. You should be following her anyway. But, um, yeah, this, go check out this masterclass. If, I won't be there live, but I will be watching the replay. Full show. And I'm excited yes. about this because this is what I need. This is what I need. I have the general direction of where I'm going, these refinements to my online sourcing. And then I mm-hmm. need someone to tell me how to run a business because I was a journalist and a aerobics <laughs> right. instructor. I don't the know how to run a business. The crazy thing, Lindsay, is that your business tells you how to run it. You just have to understand what it's trying to tell you. The, all yeah. the information is there. We just can't understand it it's like like all i know a thing or two about not being able to communicate with your partner because like one of us is german and the other one's not and so it's just the same idea right we're, we're both in this together we're trying to help each other we're, we're we only mean well but mm-hmm. we're literally speaking different languages so for the business it's kind of like since you need something from it you're gonna have to learn its language yeah 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 and i'm learning it i'm learning it yes all right, so let's get into. <laughs> Wait, real quick. I want. I wrote this down when I was in the, taking one of the modules. One of my favorite lines that you say, and I think you were addressing like people like, "Oh, she's this is crap. What she's selling? This isn't real. Like, there's no way she's selling some kind of crazy witchery." To the, and you're like, you're like, your quote was, "I'm not selling anything ridiculous. I'm not selling magic." You're like, "I'm selling." second grade math here. I'm selling multiplication <laughs> and division. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Like when people are like, I've got a lot, I, like my haters have kind of dwindled. I wonder where they are sometimes. I do miss them. Uh, I know. It's fun. They, they make for great engagement. But like when people are I like, know. it's funny because that's when my clients come out and defend me and go, you guys have no fucking clue, right? Because like yeah. if you explained what's in that course to your eight-year-old, they would understand the principles. They would yeah. understand what I'm trying to tell them. And so that's the funny part. It's like when, when people are like, I had a, 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 a hater one say like, she's selling pipe dreams. And I was like, no, bitch, I'm selling second grade. <laughs> like if you yeah. can't multiply and divide, like, sorry. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it just really spoke to me really much, that line <laughs> in the course. All right. Well, let's get into what you really wanted to, I mean, you wanted to talk about all this. We all wanted to talk about all this, but like, um, I'll, I'll, you know, your your main push that you are trying to get across to people, like moving from a hobby mindset to a business mindset, mm-hmm. like how, yeah. well, and, and the, fear, the fear is such a huge component and people just not is. wanting to make that leap. It is. And I don't know if you saw my stories yesterday, but I had a client who she, she did the course, right? So here's, here, here's how, um, I wouldn't say that there's a big disconnect in the the fears people have. Sometimes they're really irrational, right? This woman spent $600 on my course, but she was scared to spend $40 on an online sourcing item. Because like, what if she lost the 40? Where's the disconnect there? She just spent 600 bucks. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? But then her reasoning was the reason she wants to get into these bigger flips into the online sourcing is she's got to, like, I think it's a newborn. Like, I could hear it crying in the back. So, like, she's a new mom. She doesn't have a bunch of time. But she's a little bit of capital. So, it's like, well, I'd rather put in more money than time, right? 
And so she was like sick of the low profit flip. She's like, I'm not doing this for 10 bucks anymore. Like it's just not worth my time. Mm -mm. And I'm like, but you're not willing to spend the 40. So then you're not ready to make the 50 plus. Like that's the reality, right? It's just that that people, I've gotten shit on Instagram for saying this before. It does take money to make money. Wherever Mm -hmm. you are, start where you are. But the reality of life is the more capital you build up, the easier it gets in life, right, in general. Not to say money is happiness, but it sure does make everything easier. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's like start where you are. I'm not, not, not everyone has like, Sometimes I'll share my $500 flips and people like haters, people that don't want to improve their lives are like, must be nice to have $500 to throw out a bag. Yeah, it's actually really nice. Here's the thing though, yeah, right? I like you it. You could start at your 50 or your 20 or wherever you are and build up. There's a path yeah. here. I don't yeah. have family money. I did, none of this money that I'm using to buy these $500 purses was gifted to me. I worked for yeah. it. So, yeah. so you can build up. You can try. You know, and so I love that you said that people the <laughs> that don't want to make their lives easier, like someone's sitting there purposely because that's their mentality, right? They think that they're like, they do, they do. It, it's Absolutely. that whole work yeah. harder. It's the whole work harder, make yeah. more money, it's work be more smarter, not harder. Like there's a reason that's a saying. Yeah, but I, but I do think that people are. Some people, here's the thing, right? It's a really tough time right now. I have no doubt that some people are having real hard time. Yeah. Just if you have yeah. kids and filling up your gas tank and like, there's no doubt about that. But, but it's the attitude. There's the person that's like, this sucks, but I'm going to get out of it. And there's the person that's like, this sucks and we have no hope and I'm just not, right. you know, yeah. I'm just going to hate on people that are moving up. And it's like a lot of my clients a lot of those testimonials you guys see out there, like some people put their rent money down to get that consultation. Some girl wrote me and she's like, I literally put my mortgage payment to get this course. And she already messaged me that she's winning. She's one of the course testimonials. So it's like, guess what? That girl didn't have that money, but she believes in what she's doing. And she's one of the people that's like, I don't like my situation, but I'm going to change it. And so and, there's people that are like that. And then there's the people that are like, it must be nice to have $500 to put into a bag. It is. It actually is <laughs> it really is, nice. Yeah. And you know what? Ne- yeah, negativity right. begets negativity. So if you just sit there and you're like, well, yeah. I'm never going to make that kind of money. Then you're right. You're fucking not because you're not yeah. going to try. You're not going to believe you can. I I got, I, you know, I want to say lucky, but I, I made the right connections that mm-hmm. I was able to end up, I ended up, um, coming across a, a consignment client that had mm-hmm. bags, like I, t- I left her apartment with bags full mm-hmm. of designer vintage bags. And that's how I was able to build up my capital because I didn't pay a cent for any of that. So I, and, and, you know, in, in exchange for that, I also have to put up with a lot of abuse from this client. She's quite <laughs> a, a handful. Yes. And, and in addition, like she wanted me to take like a bunch of her Ann Taylor stuff and she checks she goes into my Poshmark closet to make sure I've listed them. She checks her our shared consignment spreadsheet all the time. Like she is a handful. But the flip side of that is because selling those designer bags on consignment, I was able to build up the capital to start in and getting into you, where I am. The idea is you figured it out. And and that's the that's the key. Like 
And I think we live in a time, and I, I do think it might also be generational. I don't know if it's like, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know about you, but we're we're in the same generation as opposed to whatever's coming down the pipeline. Like, some of these people did not grow up with a Mexican grandma that bullied them, and it shows. Like, you know, like, we need a little bit of tough skin around. Like, a lot of people want, like, you don't need money. Everyone can run their business how they want, and it's totally fine, and every business is equal. It's not. Though. Right. There is a better way to work, a proven way, the way like bigger companies structure. There's a reason they do that because it's a better way to run. And so people don't want to hear the reality. It's like, you know, like the more capital you have, the easier it gets. So if you have, you know, Lindsay, you have a hundred dollars is your risk tolerance. Right. And then Lacey's is 500. Right. And mine's 2000. You Gamble it on a stock, right? You know the stock. You've heard that it's going to go up. It's doing good. We all go in, right? Lindsay, your tolerance was 100. You're going to make 200. That's a great profit. That's a great return on 100 bucks. You didn't work for it, but you got 200. Lacey went in bigger. She put in, what did I say, mm-hmm. 500? So now Lacey's got 1,000. Suck you guys it, didn't do shit for that money. You did, the exact, <laughs> you did the exact same thing. You put money in and you waited. Lacey reward got a bigger reward because she was willing to risk bigger. I'm going to end up with four grand. We all did the same exact thing, but I was willing to risk more capital. So I was in for a bigger payout. Now think of the guy that had a million to put in. Like people don't want to realize that it is true. The more money you have, the easier it gets. And I'm not talking about family money. I'm talking about build up your capital, build up your business so that it does get easier, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it, definitely, it. It, it definitely didn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen over overnight. Like Lacey and I are both in Madison's Patreon mm-hmm. and I'm not going to share what it was because that, you know, she shared that in her Patreon. Mm-hmm. But before, you know, she she built up a mm-hmm. big amount of capital, a really mm-hmm. big amount of capital before she really started going into mm-hmm. her business. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, showing off. She shows her numbers in there, what she makes in her Patreon. and. Yeah. You know, she she did not do it took her. I, I can't remember if it was two or three years, she said, to build up that capital. But she was like laser focused. She worked her ass off and she still works her ass off. But mm-hmm. like she, she, you know, she did not get to where she is, what she's doing but, right now. That's the thing, right? Is Madison a millionaire? No. Is she the child would, of a trust fund? Does she have a trust fund? Is she a Hilton? No, she's a regular yeah. girl that was like, F this, I'm going to grow this business. I'm going to save money. Yeah. And now when people look at what she's doing, they're probably like, oh, well, she probably has a lot of capital to throw around. Yeah, because she created right. it. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. nobody came and gave it to her. And to me, it's like the, the idea of keeping your finances separate, like treating this business like its own entity, like we're not talking about track structures here. Like no, we're not talking about LLCs or anything. Giving your own business its own bank account is the respect it deserves. It's not your piggy bank. You're not one. You're two different entities. And so for me, it is really, I can't, the most motivating thing about my business is knowing that in 2019 or 18, I don't even remember anymore, but at some point, right, I put $7,000 into a checking account. That seven, I have never put in a single dime more from Issa's money. That thing now owns all of its inventory. It's been paying me and my girl a real decent living for the past three years. 
and it just keeps growing. And my business is growing and Issa, and I get paid out from that business. So Issa's wealth is growing and my investments are growing because out of that I pay. So it's this thing where you like, you build. If you don't have it, you build it. But there's two kinds of people. There are the people that are listening to this and going to go, fuck yeah, I'm going to go build my capital. And there are the people that are like, well, she has not. She already had the 7000 this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I work for it because I saved it for my job because I didn't yeah. spend on crazy things because I had my little fluff money that I could invest into this. Right. And, and, and again, like we fully understand, like you were saying, there's parents mm. trying to figure out how to put gas in their oh, yeah. car right now. Yeah. Like. Like, you know, John and I manage different parts of our money in the house. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's just not cutting it anymore, the, you know, what I have to manage my part. And he's like, what are you spending your money on? I'm like, and this isn't my business yeah. money we're talking about. We're just talking about like our shared family. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm out like shopping and drinking and partying. I'm like, no. I was like, everything, everything is, is going so up right expensive. now. Everything. And, and I'm not spending spending my money any differently, like in our family budget. The money's just gone really fast now. So like (laughs) I'm having to be going. And that's the thing, you guys. I mean, I think it's crazy that, and that's another thing. Sometimes I talk and I'm like, oh my God, I sound like a great, like every time I talk, I realize how much older I'm getting, you know, like (laughs) as years go by, like how I would talk before. And I'm like, when I say things like, this is just going to get worse, you guys, this is the tip of the iceberg. It is though. Like, and it's funny because I think people are, there's a lot of weird shit going on in the world, right? There's a lot of things posted on Instagram and, and, and there's just a lot of stuff that's inappropriate and shouldn't happen or whatever. Right. But as these memes or things or posts are circulating, my old lady ass is going, do you guys know what's happening in the global economy? Like, do you guys know that China's on the brink of like collapse and we're next? Like, and here's the thing. It's not doomsday. This has happened before. It's going to happen mm-hmm. again. These financial crises happen. But are you prepared? And if you're not, the time to get structured and organized was yesterday. And then the next best time is right now because it's <laughs> going to keep happening. And so the thing is, like, is this going to catch you, you know, the, the 2008 replay without any preparation? Or are you setting yourself up for, you know what, this is going to get worse? I, I need to know where my money's coming in, where I can get extra cash, what that cash flow looks like, where it's going into. Do I have a lot of cash tied up in things that I should just get that money back and use somewhere else? And it's just like the the worse things get in the economy, the more we should be aware of them, the more we should read about them to come to terms with them and go, okay, well, it's not all doom and gloom. We're not going to like die here. Right. I mean, some, some people might, it's going to get really bad, but it's more like we got to be prepared because you know, who's not going to be affected. Uh, good old Jeff Bezos. He's, he's not going to be suffering like good old Bill Gates. He's going to be totally fine. Hollywood, totally fine. It's the rest of us that have to understand that it's now or never to get structured, organized, financially literate. Like, do you have savings? Not savings for like your emergency stash. Are you, are you, are you investing? And the truth is everything's in the toilet right now. I have a portfolio. I have crypto. I don't even look at them. I don't like, I pretend they're not there, but there's nothing I could be doing that will give me this return on investment on my money other than reselling. I had a client the other day and she was kind of bummed about her results. And she's like, I only made 1800 profit this quarter. And I'm like, 
how much do you make at your work though? And she's at a $17 an hour pay. I'm like, here's the sad part. You made the same amount of money every month this quarter just by doing your part-time reselling for a few hours than showing up to your work. Yep. Five. Yep, yep, yep. So it's just starting to understand that like, there. and, and here's the other thing. As the economy gets worse, as other people get affected, more and more people are rushing into the secondhand industry, secondhand fashion industry. More and more people are coming. Yeah. A lot of people that were not okay shopping secondhand yeah. before, they might not go to a thrift store, but they'll buy it from you in a better presentation. Now yeah. it's not about not affording the stuff. It's it's sustainable. It's ecological, whatever you want to call it. But we're getting more and more people this way. And the other thing I always say that gets me in trouble on Instagram is the reality. Some people will not be affected by this the way that others will. Mm-hmm. Some people will always have money to shop. What are they shopping for? Where is that money going? Where is it flowing into? And how can we access that? How can we cater to that? Instead of giving up and going, everything's going to crash. I should just give up. Well, I'm not. Hell no. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was something you said in the course yesterday mm-hmm. in the in the um, sourcing inventory is like people are still going to have money. There are still and there's still a lot of people there. Like the amount of wealth that is just in our country alone yeah. is oh, yeah. unfathomable because if you don't live in that, like you don't see. I mean, you I guess see it on Instagram, but like it's 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 also- so, like. Well, like when we would go visit our, our dad, our dad was a, a wealthy man, and he, which he made very sure to make sure that um, his money did not get passed on to all of his children because yes. he didn't want he didn't all want of us to be trust fund brats. Yeah, he yes. absolutely he was like, "Look, I'll take care of you a little bit, but this money's all going to my church." And we're all like, "What? <laughs> you son of a bitch! You that's ridiculous!" <laughs> anyway, I mean, he 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 has been very adamant ever since he finally like his business took off about 20 years ago. He was like, you guys aren't getting this. I'll take you on right. awesome vacation. It's not your money. It's my money. <laughs> I kind of respect that. I respect that because I think that, so I had a kind of weird upbringing. Like we, we were very wealthy when I was little and I grew up in a certain way with like housekeepers and like a driver and things like that. Right. And so up until like I was 13, maybe 12, 13, when you start kind of thinking of like, going to high school and traveling and my friends are like, Oh, we're going to go study abroad and all that. And we had like a pretty crazy, like riches to rags story where it all crashed. It was all gone. And so I went from like this, this idea of like, I'm just going to always have whatever I want to, mm-hmm. Oh my God, we're living at my great. Like I, we did like, I didn't have money to like buy clothes. We, we seemed like we were okay. Cause my grandmother was better off, you know, but, but the reality of our situation was not good. And I went from like all my friends going and, and it was really hard because sometimes it's harder when you see the fall, right? Like oh, yeah. all my friends went to study abroad in Europe and like took that year off and, and be, like just traveled and they went to the schools. And for me, it was like, you got to work, bitch, like 17, full time, time to go. But I think that if that would have never happened, I would have, I wouldn't have been this scrappy person. That's like, I got to move up and I got to make money and I got to save because I don't like living like this. I'm going to go back to what I thought my life would be by myself. Like I'm going to build this. And so it, it is really cool to think like, 
you know, my life could have gone a totally different way, but then who would right. I be? Yeah. And, and at the same time, when you do, when your parents, when your dad goes, these bitches better work. Like, this is my money. It is his yep. money. You didn't do anything yeah. for nope. it. Like, <laughs> oh, he you're not worked. To it. Yeah. He worked his yeah. Ass off. And he was brilliant. He was a brilliant man. And my my whole point of that was like, you go through like where he, where his house was, you Mm -hmm. see the, like, there's just beautiful house after beautiful, like Mm -hmm. you're just, and that isn't just one little pocket in one little neighborhood in Austin. And then he would take us on these extravagant vacations and you're just surrounded by so much wealth. And, and we're just seeing this in Mm -hmm. tiny little pockets. My whole point being like, no matter what, that wealth is out there. People are are going like people are going to be spending money. There well, is people with money that we can't comprehend because you're just not like in the middle of it. But then scale it down a little bit. Like I always think of like us or my cousin and her husband. We're not millionaires by any means, right? But we're two adults with double income, no kids, no debt. Like yeah. I can't. You know, like gas is way more expensive now. We just paid three dollars for three euros for a stick of butter yeah. to make his grandma cookies, and I'm like, three euros for a stick of butter? What is this? Gold? Yeah. Right? But yeah. I can still buy stuff. My cousin, she works for a for a really nice luxury jewelry company. She makes pretty good money. He makes pretty good money. No kids. You know, they have a rent that they pay in LA. They, they do complain about gas, but she can still afford to treat herself here and there. They can still go to dinner and stuff. And so the reality is not everyone's going to be wiped out. And so yeah. instead of like giving up and going, well, it's all going to crash. It's all, you know, we're done. I'm kind of like, no, it's actually more important ever than ever to be strategic. Money's limited. So before when we had all the cheap money, all the cheap loans, cheap interest, all this money flowing in from stimulus, people were throwing it left and right, right? Money was available. Now they're scaling back. Now all the people that like literally can't afford to shop right now, like they have to choose between filling the tank and getting them treating themselves, right? But but then it's like, there's still people out there that can treat themselves. Who are they? What are they buying? Do a customer profile, like go after where the money is. And also just think, yeah, yeah, it's the the strategic forward thinking. Like I have mentioned this to Lindsay Mm -hmm. before. I had my former boss, like he was always telling people on our staff that like, you know, sure, you may be getting all this overtime now and you picked up that second job that's temporary now, but you're mm-hmm. looking at your total sum of your money right now as in like, this is what I have and this is what I'm always going to be having. And that's not the reality. The reality exactly. is this is what you have exactly. right now. So don't live like this is what I have and this is what I'm always going to have. You've got to have that forward exactly. thinking of like what's going to happen tomorrow if, you know. I mean, I'm I'm living that right now. Like, you know, I I shared with Issa. I I haven't really shared this too much publicly on Instagram, but we we went through three years of financial terrorism yeah. because of a lawsuit from a an addict crazy business partner of John's, and we were by no means millionaires, but we mm. built this gorgeous home. We had mm. investments. We had investment properties. We had four hundred one ks. We were like, if, if, if something tragedy struck, like we were prepared, mm-hmm. we're, we're 22 year olds right mm-hmm. now, financially straight out of college with, with, uh, shit tons, shit tons of college debt. That's where we are right now. 
And the only reason we were able to hang on to this house is because we had family that was like, you worked your ass off for 20 years to build this home. We are not letting you lose it. It's the only reason we still have it because we had to fight to defend ourselves for three years. And so I am at the bottom of that now. Like we... You know, we went out to dinners when we never, like we could, we had expendable cash. Like I said, not millionaires, but we definitely were secure. We did not have to worry about bills. We could go on vacations. We could, but whatever it was. And then now to be down here where John's like, well, how much did you spend on groceries last week? Like that's where we are now. And I know it, I know it doesn't look like that on Instagram. I know what my house looks like. And that is not, but I think that resonates with way more. And I, again, that's what we were talking about social media. It's hard because I think people will look at a small snippet of what you post. And and I don't think anyone has a responsibility to do anything. If it makes you happy to post the silly videos, that's your platform and you get to decide what you put on there. Right. But, the, but I think there is a, 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 a more of an interesting side to when you do say that, because I bet you there's more people in your position than not. Right. And so it's kind of this coming to Jesus thing where a lot of people thought they were okay because we had fake money circling the markets, right. Inflating the stocks. Everyone thought they would go up forever, but, but it's kind of like, we're all in this weird, like if you have a 401k right now, like, I hope you're okay. Like, if you keep checking it, it's it just keeps going down. And so the reality is, I think a lot of people are going, we are more vulnerable than we thought we were. This We are not as protected as we thought we were. But I think it's a great opportunity to go, I'm rebuilding. I'm starting from I, I mean, scratch, but with more yeah. knowledge. I'm starting from scratch, but I know what could happen. I'm starting from scratch, but no motherfucker's ever going to sue me like that again. I'm starting from scratch, but I'm going to protect my assets this time around. And I think that is the, the, the cool thing about like the system kind of crumbling. It's like, it forces you to realize that none of us were protected. A lot of these baby boomers that are going to start retiring, they're in a real yeah. tough pickle, way harder yeah. than we are. We've got time. Yeah on our hands. They don't, you know? So I think it's important. That's why my message is so, you know, slap in the face sometimes on investing and getting educated and finance and invest in yourself. I mean, there's a, there's a video on Warren Buffett that I posted a few times where he's like, invest in your skills. If you are the absolute best lawyer in the town, no matter what happens to the financial system, if we go back to bushels of wheat, people will trade their bushels of wheat for your service. So, so, so invest in yourself, invest in your business, grow, understand what's happening. And it's like, I was reading, I was listening to a podcast the other day on finance and there were these guys, they're, they're short sellers. And so when people talk about like the economy crashing, they're like, yeah, payday. Mm -hmm. There's money to be made. Always. Always. The idea is when money is tight, when it's getting kind of tough like now, it's not like before where anything sticks. You've got to go into the data even further, right? And when this year started, a lot of the big resellers that I follow that have the lower cost goods started posting like terrible here. Oh my God, what's going on? It's the algorithm. It's the economy. It's the war. It's I'm having the most profitable year I've ever had. And this does not include my course or my consultation. Wow, that's great. Just from your reselling, your most, yeah. Yes, because the people that were shopping the lower cost goods do not have disposable cash right right now. They're trying to pick between filling the gas tank. They They can't afford to buy themselves that, right? A little treat or something. But 
Retail prices are getting insane because of inflation. So the Gucci mules that were $6.95 two years ago are now $8.50. So the girl that's in my situation, I'm not rich, but I'm not, you know, I I could treat myself here and there, is going, am I really going to pay $8.50 plus tax at Gucci? Or would I rather get hers for $6.50 or $600 near new condition? So that's what's happening with my business is I actually benefited from all the price increases, all the inflation, because all of a sudden my items become more desirable. They're, yeah. I'm, I'm at a better price point and the people that were buying from me still have disposable cash. Yep. I mean, I, while everybody was complaining over the summer about algorithm, da, 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 like my business took off. And, and it's when you started the designer, right? Yeah. And I'm a August was my, I mean, you know, this is a very short amount of time. Like mm-hmm. I started sourcing in May. So really started selling it in June. Mm-hmm. Then August was like thousands above what the previous months had been. And then uh, September went back down just like a tiny bit. And then right now I'm not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm like, I'm two pairs of shoes away from having my best month ever right now. And it's so then what's the story, right? Because then you hear all these people going terrible resells done. Reselling is done. What's going on? Like it's, it's getting worse. I don't know. I just think that that cheap cash is no longer available and we've got to go really into the weeds on what you're sourcing, where you're putting your money. It's not just me, Lacey. Just what did you double your best month? This this month she doubled what her best month has ever been up to this point. Question is, did you start buying more intentionally? Yes, exactly. I narrowed narrowed down the things that I'm sourcing. I'm only doing shoes right now and I'm only going for Louboutins and like really fancy badass Doc Martens. That's like all I'm doing right now. And I've doubled my best month already and this month's not even over. Well, it's so, so yeah, right. You guys got strategic, you focused, you got more targeted and you went up the ladder. So here's the other thing. I always try to tell people, what I do to do only designer, that is a personal mm-hmm. decision based on the fact that I am a gypsy, like a, a digital nomad, right? <laughs> it's the way it works out so that I can pay my girl a commission and it makes sense for me to work and all that. But there's a lot of money in the in the mid-tier brands, in your Tory mm-hmm. Birches, your All Saints, your Maje, your Sandro, Doc Martens, all of that stuff. But, but that's still mid-tier, mm-hmm. right? The people that are taking a beating are the people that are still right. down here. And so a lot of the times I talk about cost, like the, the people tend to focus on cost because we're scared to spend money to whatever, to, to lose money or whatever. One of my absolute favorite books, which I recommend weekly on my Instagram, yeah, is she does. Secrets <laughs> of the Millionaire Mind. I have read that book five times, cover to cover, and on planes, I'll take it out and read little sections. One of my favorite quotes in there that was like a cold, wet slap (laughs) in the face was, rich people play to win and poor people play not to Mm. lose. And I was like, that's when I really started going, I'm playing not to lose. I'm playing Mm. safe. I got to go bigger. I got to get more aggressive. I see the money. I see the potential. The numbers say I should do it. I'm doing it, right? And so the crazy thing is when people are like protecting money, saving money, like, oh, I don't I don't know if I want to lose my money. Your money is not worth the paper it's printed on. It is worth more in those Doc Martens than in yep. your bank. Because in the bank, it's losing 
it's losing value daily to inflation. And then there's those Doc Martens, even if it was a bad buy and you ended up making a $20 profit, congratulations, you beat the bank and you beat inflation. Yeah. What did you, what did you, you said something on Instagram months ago before you and I had engaged with each other at all. It was just me following you. You said something along the lines of, I invest in undervalued assets and then, and then profit off of those. Because it drives me insane. And I have nothing against the people that say this, that's their choice. Right. But when people are like, I'm a trash picker, I'm a trash collector, I sell designer trash. Okay, well, I don't. I invest in undervalued assets. I am an investor. I look at the market as a whole and I check what things are undervalued where I know I can grow my money. I don't hoard money because money is cheap. It doesn't, it, 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 I always give this example. Like people are like, oh, what if it doesn't sell right away? Okay, well, it's not money I need because I've got money that, I've got items that I buy for velocity that I know are coming in and out quick, which keeps my cash flow healthy, right? And then mm-hmm. there's things that are investments. So let's say like I had a queen jacket, right? That I bought for $220. It took nine months to sell, but I sold it for 1800 Yeah. So what was the bank giving me for those 225 Well, if I would have tied it up in a high, high yield savings account, those $200 would have made me three yeah. bucks in a yeah. year. So am yeah. I saving money to make my $3 or am I putting it to work to make my 1200 I just, there was just something that really connected with me when I heard you say that a couple months ago, like I invest in undervalued assets. I'm like, I'm not buying, you know, used shoes. I'm investing no. in undervalued assets and it is a mindset yeah. flip when you Because yeah. that's what Lindsay's always that saying. Way. She's like, you know, when we talk on this podcast about like, you know, how do you go out and source higher end items in order to make a flip on them when so many people are listing that or stuff for like super high? And I'm like, that is a completely destroyed Louboutin. Like the heel, the leather is ripped off. Who's going to pay for that? But there are people out there that don't know the value of their item and they are putting it out there. Actually, they're just, or they're just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. I'll, I'll get you know, 150 bucks would be great. But that's, that Lacey is the, that's the biggest key what you just said in there. And that's what makes me so mad if you go, well, I don't know, you haven't followed me for that long. So I always rag on people that completely price based on comps. Right. That yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not though. But here's why. Okay. And this is just an example. Lacey bought a pair of Jimmy Choo's for your wedding, whenever that was, Right. Lacey is some rich lady in God knows where, right? Actually, Lacey's too young. So let's let's just some some old lady. Let's call, not call her old. Let's say some mother of the bride type lady. Mature, mature, bought, mature. A much, some mature lady bought a pair of Jimmy shoes for her daughter's wedding two years ago, right? This lady doesn't work. She lives comfortably. Her husband is some executive somewhere, she's fine, right? She heard about Poshmark from her granddaughter. And she's like, oh, great, I've got those Jimmy Choo's I don't want in there. She's not thinking in terms of profit. She has no idea what the retail value is. She doesn't really care. In her mind, those are old shoes she no longer wants, right? Her mentality selling that is it's better than nothing. Anything I get for these shoes is better than nothing. 
On our side, we're looking as a business, as an investor, right? What can I need to hit certain amounts? I, I am going for certain profits, certain goals or whatever, okay? The fact that that lady is willing to sell those $800 shoes for 60 bucks means absolutely nothing about the market value of that brand or those shoes. It doesn't mean anything because all she was just looking at it as, I want to get rid of this, these shoes. I want them gone, right? Yeah. So how does it make sense for me to go base my pricing strategy on that lady's right. sale? It doesn't. It makes absolutely no sense. And the funny thing is, in the reseller community, people use the word comps to identify other people's sales. In the business world, when you're talking about comps, you're talking about comparable sales within your business or a comparable business. So an mm -hmm. example would be when I worked at Juicy Couture many years ago, I worked on the Rodeo store. It was our flagship store. It was massive. It was fancy. You had a mix of really rich people and tourists all the time, right? Comparable sales would have been our comps to last year. We're trying to beat our Rodeo Drive sales this year versus last year. Another way you could use comparable sales is if you compared the Juicy Couture on Rodeo Drive to the one in Soho. Another flagship store, same square footage, same product, same kind of mix of rich people and tourists, right? Those are comparable sales. It would be totally unfair for me to compare the Indiana Mall Juicy Couture to our Rodeo Drive sales. Those aren't comparable. They're apples yeah. and oranges. But in the community, people take comps as someone else's sales. It just doesn't make any sense. They're not comparable. I love that. I love that concept because we've yeah. talked about that before about how, like, Madison has said that too. Like, you know, just know the value of your inventory. And guess what? You're in charge of knowing that and and sometimes in stating it. Like I may have bought these for like this X amount of dollars, but in my head, I am very aware that somebody will pay $800 for these, you know? Like I... And that's the concept of the under Right. Exactly. You know that I it's absolutely an asset, love that. that it's going to appreciate in value if you right. hold it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also looking, not just looking at the solds, but looking at like what right. is available, like what... Exactly. And what do the pictures look like of the items huge, that are available? Huge, huge yeah. part of the business. And and you have people that I actually follow a closet just out of curiosity. She has pictures where she just hangs the dress on the wall. But she, I suspect she works for one of the department stores or something because she always has new season, new tag stuff. And she does sell it for pretty high. But she is the exception and not right. the rule. So people yeah. are out there going, oh, it doesn't matter. I just throw my stuff on a, on a wall and photograph it. Okay, well, if it didn't matter, why would companies dump millions of dollars yearly in right. marketing? Why? Like when I worked at Juicy Couture, they stole the entire Barney's visual department. It was the biggest expense they had made in a long time. If visuals don't matter, why do these companies dump millions of dollars into like like model contracts? Why is Ronaldo making a billion dollars off Nike to wear their stuff? Oh, but I guess presentation doesn't matter. Doesn't matter you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. I know. I I am. Um, I did a poll. I think it was this summer because um, someone let me know, or I found I came across it. Someone was using my photographs in their listing, mm -hmm. and so I went and my, so my first move is I go. I'm like, hey, those are my pictures. Can you take them down? And then if they don't, then I report them. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a poll about it and. It, 
it was shocking to me how many people were, because I was like, do if you, if this was you, if you came across your photos, would you just let it go? Or would you like take action to get your photos taken down off of someone's listing? And the vast majority of people voted that they didn't care. They're like, I don't care. I'm like, but those are my photographs. Yeah, that's I your property, really your time, and your money. <laughs> But I also like do that because I want mm-hmm. to brand my closet. I want people That's to know the when they come into my closet, like, because, you know, there's like all the scammer closets, like, and the photos are all like from different people's closets. And I want people to know like, okay, yeah, this is the same backdrop in every of her, every one of her photos. They all look the same. She actually does have all this inventory on her person. And, and I just was really surprised that so many people were like, yeah, I don't care. Use my I wasn't. I'm not surprised at all because I will tell you that forget about. So, so I think presentation is really important, right? And branding because I'm building my brand or whatever. But if you're shocked about that, I would say that about 80% of the people that did the consultation do not track their numbers. Yeah. 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 So are you shocked about the pictures? <laughs> like, I think there has to be a radical transformation here where people are like, I, if my money and my time is in here, it's a business and it's got potential. And the, the other thing that I always argue back to the pictures is these companies see the potential. They're trying to grow, right? So market acquisition is a number one focus. They're dumping millions of dollars into the marketing to get, you know, like... Jenny Jones on the platform to sell her stuff, right? Just informal sellers. They need more of those informal sellers. Mm -hmm. So if they're dumping all that money to get these new people, right? They they want to grow. They want to expand. It's just going to keep keep getting bigger and bigger here. Like there's more and more opportunity for all of us if you play your cards right. If you know what you're aiming for, if you have a strategy, if you have, you know, and and the more of those informal sellers that come in, kind of like the lady with her Jimmy Choo's, the more opportunity we have to Mm -hmm. source. You just have to know what you're going after. Yeah. 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 The the opportunity is just going to continue to grow. It's just a matter of us getting Mm -hmm. our shit together. Look at her. She has her shit together. (laughs) No, it is. It is because it's like the the other thing is like the disconnect, right? Like people will message me all the time or on those questionnaires. It's like, I'm just not making enough money. Like I just don't, you know, I'm getting burnt out. And it's like, but you're not tracking, but you've got no strategy, but you're not doing business reviews. So what did you expect? Right? Like you don't deserve to make more money if you're not putting that. Like if you're not putting enough into this relationship, why would you make yeah. more money? Why would your business pay you more if you're not giving it any yep. attention? If you have no structure, if you've got no strategy, you're not helping it. So it's gone, it's kind of like this weird, like that, you know, that like cheesy quote of like the definition of insanity. It's like, so you want to make more money, but you want to keep running the way that you are. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's very cut and dry when yeah. you put it that which, way. It's so true. Which you know, after a year of running business like I was, I was yeah. getting nowhere. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> it and just it like something's got to give. Do I, I want to like your... keep just puttering out and not going anywhere? Or do I want to thrive and grow? I want to thrive and fucking grow. Like so, you. <laughs> and when when it's a good economy, when we've got a lot of money circulating, circulating, like hey, you, you know, don't take it seriously. It doesn't matter. Like people will eventually buy it. People have extra money. But as it gets harder and harder, 
I think I saw a report the other day, which was really interesting. It was about like if everything collapsed and whatever. And his take was, I think that the the companies that are not prepared are going to get wiped out. And that's where you're going to see who is running the right way, right? Who's yeah. going to make it? Yep. Because it's just, it's kind of like survival of the fittest here. If your company is structured and organized and you've got a plan in place and you've got contingency plans and you've got a cash stash, you might make it. Yeah. You're giving it a chance at least, a fighting chance. If not, you're just kind of praying that things yeah. get better, you know? And, and, and just like for me, sitting around praying, waiting for things to get better, like it's just not an option anymore. Like I said, I was faced this summer with like a real reality of like being, you know, he's okay right now. But I mean, like he's going in for scans and blood work today. Like each time he goes in for those, like we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And it's like, I, you know, it, I said this to him the other day, actually, is like, this really hit me with my own financial vulnerability. I was like, I mm-hmm. have to prepare for if I were to be a single mom. And he was like, yeah, you should have been doing that a long time ago. I'm like, okay, all right. Classic John. <laughs> Sir. I know. That is not need to add on to this. Listen, it doesn't matter what old Lindsay was doing. Let's just focus on new Lindsay right now, sir. Rude. Hey. Yeah, it, but, but it is like, a, I think it should be a wake-up call for everyone. Like, what are you doing with your mm-hmm. time? What are you doing with, like, you like you guys are doing better in your business because you got more intentional mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And the other thing is there's this Tony, I love Tony Robbins. I did his date with Destiny. Like, I I could go on and on about him forever. I really like his his mindset shifts, the business mastery. His If you guys get a chance to, to check his interview with Sarah Blakely, the Sphinx lady, like, amazing. But one of the quotes that I really like about him is... Uh, where focus goes, energy flows. So it's really funny because people will do the consultation or do the course. And yes, I think part of it is what they learn in there, but magically things start looking better. They start finding better items. Oh my God, I've had my highest sales month this this you know this year. Okay, well, do you think part of that was maybe because you focused on it and became yeah. more intentional? And actually put the time and focus it deserved, you know, like what, how much of that is chance and how much of that is because you focused on it, things started happening. The same thing with luck, right? I don't, I believe in luck, but I believe that you've got to kind of set yourself up so it finds you easily. Like my, my brother always says like, you're, you're so lucky. You get like the weirdest things. Like I will find the hundred dollar bill on the ground. I will, you know what I mean? But I also try really hard to put myself in a position where it's much easier for good things yeah. to happen. You know, like I try to set myself up to make those wins to, to, I don't know. It's just kind of like putting yourself in that ready position I, if you're and, not running. And I think it's important to note that like we, we were talking about this before we, before, you know, I'd hit record is that these aren't things that happened overnight. Like, you know, getting to where Isa has gotten. This did not happen overnight. This was years of like, you know, she had amazing um, education through, you know, previous employers and mentors. And like, she learned how to get her shit together. Like this didn't, she didn't just get on Instagram two years ago and like all of Oof. this like just happened to fall into place for her. Not right? at all. <laughs> and, 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 and mindset is so damned mm-hmm. important. It and is. I didn't, and I didn't get to the mindset I'm in right now you know, just being like, you know what? I'm going to totally change my mindset. No, it was getting beat down, 
for four years. Like I have lived like, you know, I make little funny references to it here and there because that's my defense mechanism is comedy. Right. In case you didn't realize that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've dealt with some real low, low, low ass bottom of the barrel. Like you can't get too much lower than where I was low the past four years. And then just making the decision of, what am I going to be for my daughters? What example am I going to be? What kind yeah. of woman am I going to be? Am I going to let this overtake me or I'm going to just start digging out one claw at a time and figuring it out? And it, I mean, Lacey's been there by my side this whole time. She's watched it. There's been moments where I thought I was done and I was given up and it was just, I was just going to live in misery. But you're no. not. No. You're not. But because I, we, like you can't roll over and just get like, you, you're you not, you're, you're you know, I, I understand that some people get to that really hard point where they're like, I literally can't go on. But but there is that thing where like, it's like an, I guess it's like proven that if you, like if they throw you in water, your instinct will be to swim. Like you'll try to live. And so it's like, you don't get to just give up. Cause at the same time, it's like, I don't remember when it was. It was like maybe five years ago. I was really struggling with what am I on this planet for? Like this can't, I just can't be. I've also was used to so much trauma in my life that I like, not being drama free and easy and everything seemed really mm-hmm. foreign. And then it, it was that weird, the, the, the plane in Indonesia fell and like the all 200 and something passengers died. And I was at the gym and I heard about it and I was like, Oh my God, like maybe we just get to be here and we're lucky that we weren't on right. that plane. And so yeah. whatever you're dealing with, you're still here to deal with it. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, like on the, on the flip side, I see a lot of people that are like sick or like on their way, you know, like grandmas or, or people that like, I don't know, you, you know, like the people on that plane, they, they got on the plane yeah. today and then they just yeah. never went home. And it's like, guess what? You're not on the plane. You should be yeah. lucky that you're here and whatever you're dealing with, you can make it work. It's just yeah. like, and you're allowed, you're, you're allowed to wallow. I, you are totally. allowed to to like be what was me and water, but then you have to decide. But like it just yeah. Like sh- I'm sorry, to interrupt you. Go ahead. I no go. Just okay. kind of to piggyback on all of that. Like I, and I, we may have said this here before, but like I, I Lindsay and I have a bestie uh, who is very into intention setting and goal oriented, right? And like mm-hmm. I admire the crap out of her for that because I am terrible at setting personal goals. Like I hate job interviews when they're like, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, oh fuck, not answering this question. <laughs> like <laughs> um and she had this crazy thing with our group of girlfriends. Like she shared with us in her journal how like and I can't remember if it was like a five or a 10 year check-in. Um and she oh, was like, where God. do yeah, I see myself really in blank many years? I want to say it was something like five or 10 years. And she was like, I think it was, no, I, Lacey, I think it okay. was three or five and, years. And it I was like it was a, a list time. of questions of where she, where she would like to see herself in this many years. And holy shit, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it because every fucking one of them became true because she, and they were, they no, were not small goals. They were they huge were and huge. they were very specific and, she and refined to who she wanted to herself to be. And she is that fucking person. And those goals have been accomplished and are a part. And she didn't just close her eyes and hope that they happened. Like she, like she reverse engineered Mm -hmm. that plan. She, she was like, this is where I'm going guys. And then she started like went backwards and figured out step one and she freaking did it. And like, she, it's real badass. She, she's such a, 
I have a list on my phone that I, on my old phone that I always have with me. I don't use it. It's my old phone and it's got my goals in there and I check them off as I, That's as they amazing. <laughs> and the only one I have, the only one I have not checked off is the weight, <laughs> but, uh, Let's just say I have not focused on that health one as diligently <laughs> as I have with the other ones. But I do believe in the power of writing yep. things down. And I'm not woo-woo and I'm not religious. And, but I believe yeah. in energy. I believe that once you put something out into yep. the world, you've set an intention. You've set something in motion. And it kind of ends up happening if you have it yep. there. The, the, for me, it's like my mom and my brother don't believe me. And I'm like, you guys need to write mm-hmm. things down. You have to put them out of your mind because once you put them out of your mind, it's almost like, okay, well now they yeah. have, like now you've said it. Now it's because it's out there. Happened, you know? <laughs> I mean it's like it's like this podcast. Like from the very beginning, day one, we had no idea how to make a pe- podcast. We started this podcast right mm-hmm. as we were starting reselling. We had no idea what we were doing reselling. But I was like, look, I know how Lacey and I operate. I know that we we vibe well off of each other. I know we have something special, the two of us putting together. And like, I know where I want us to go. And, I w- and I've been very clear and open and transparent about this from the very beginning. I want to grow this podcast and I want to monetize this podcast. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's starting to happen, but it didn't right. just start happening. Like we yeah. like, like there's a lot of work on the back ends that Lacey and I do and go through and work on every single day. And it is slow, but we are getting we are making progress and I, I like I feel like our possibilities. Like every are now and then she'll just message point. me and be like, uh you know. We're going to be really successful podcasters. Or like, you know, we're going to monetize this shit out of this thing. Just And she's like, now it's out there. Like, we'll, we literally will do that <laughs> just because it's true. You're putting that energy out there. Well, well, even with like, with the monetization, for example, right? A lot of people want to monetize and I'm like, it, it's, it's then do it. <laughs> but write it down, write it down. Be like in January, in, in 2023, we're going to make this much off the podcast, even if it's 500 bucks, right? And it's almost oh, like- Oh, it's, it's going to be way more than that in 2023. Yeah, but put it down and then it's like, it's already, it's already happening. So it's just for everyone, right? It's, I think when people want to grow or monetize or whatever, it is really important to have a goal. It's really important to have something that you're looking towards. Otherwise you get lost in the little things and the bad days and the bad weeks and the shitty month and the, you know, you've got a $300 park or speeding ticket. Like, Oh God, I just went down for whatever. Right. I think it's really important to look at the bigger picture. Like this year, no matter what's happening this week, I got to hit this number. And and it's weird because I do think that life conspires to kind of make it like, oh shit, we got two weeks to go. Something crazy is going to happen and you're going to hit it. I, I really believe that in life, it's I, when you put it out there and you really want it, I think it it has a way to kind of of finding you if you're actually putting yeah. the energy out, if you're actually in the zone for it to find I you. I completely you know? agree. Yeah, and and figuring out and, and not just thinking it's just going to happen right. because you said no. it's going to happen. Yeah. Like you, yeah. it's you know just like you've been saying this this whole time we've been talking. It's like being mm-hmm. strategic, figuring it, you know, reverse engineering the whole damn thing, figuring out. Okay, well, this is where I am today. What what am I going to do today? Like. There's nothing we could do at the beginning. There's still right now. It's so like where I want to go. There's still very limited things I'm able able to do today. Mm-hmm. But I'm right. doing those things today because I know where we're it's going. That, 
Yeah. Lindsay yeah. and I have the curse and the blessing of being born from um, a very stubborn man. So we have these very stubborn, strong-headed, <laughs> yeah. like, no, we are like if we say we're gonna do something, we're gonna fucking do it. Like even if it like means that we're we're drowning while we're doing it, we're gonna fucking do it. Yeah, but that's yeah. the people yeah. get it done. It's that it's that attitude of like I'm going to do it. Like there is no stopping me. Yeah. I'm going to freaking yep, yep, yep. do this no matter what. All right, ladies, we uh this is definitely <laughs> like our longest interview to date. Um, <laughs> and it and, felt like five seconds. We could we could. <laughs> We could, we could no. burst, we could like that burst through another two hours, but we're I not going to hang up with you, Isa. Um, I know. We can't well, subject the people to this, this long of a No, no, podcast. they yeah, are no, welcome. No, no, no. no. We're, <laughs> we're giving the people what they want. All right. Listener, go follow Isa on Instagram. Definitely go check out this masterclass that's going to come out yes. at some point. She hasn't, she hasn't released the date yet, but sometime in November. Um, I'm November very excited. 12. Okay. I'm very excited about this dashboard. I can't wait. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to just keep going through the coursework and do it again. Um, and I, and then, you know, I can message Isa over the coming quarters and be like, look what And then you I can become did. one of those testimonials, sister. Yes. And then I will be a testimonial. <laughs> yes. And then people will assume it's like my mom. And I'm like, oh, here's this bitch. Reach out to her. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen I'm a loud person. Nobody's going to think that. Nobody- <laughs> I'm going to put you up there. See what happens. People, people Guys, are like, will she ever show up? No, actually. I won't. I will not. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're still going. And we're still going on this podcast. It's science. I, I had so much fun. I really think I could talk. Like, I already talk a lot. Same. So this wasn't a challenge for me. I know. Uh, but uh, you guys are amazing. So I feel like this could have been a five-hour uh, podcast. I mean, this really was like such a to. fucking pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, I, I hope, listener, I really hope you enjoyed getting your buns kicked. In a gentle, like, in loving way. A, <laughs> no, no, no. Coming from a place of of just yeah. real sincerity, you know? Like, Issa and she believes in you, so believe in your fucking cares. <laughs> I do. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, I always tell this to my girls, like, on Instagram. Like, I want to see you guys yeah. win. There's enough for all of us to win. Like you mm-hmm. making more money is not taking it right. out of my pocket. So like yeah. we're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, I loved that, that you said that yeah. we're all coworkers. We're I not, love that mentality. Competing yes. with each other. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Isa. Thank you for your brain. Yeah. That's a smart thank one you got you there. For, <laughs> thank, 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 thank you for, thank you for, thank you for, um, you know, throw in the bonus scholarship my way for my, for, for my nonsense. Thank you for, thank you for yeah. spending right. your very thank valuable you. time with us bitches. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I had nothing right. to do guys. I'm going to go back and watch friends. Good. Uh, all right. Bye. Listener, if you made it this far into the episode. <laughs> I mean, not that it wasn't great content. No, but listen, it was great content. It was super great content. I love it. I feel but super- it was a lot of gag, 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 gag. Yeah, but it was. We insane. needed Ryan Turpin to come in with the gagax saw because <laughs> it was real hard to get us to stop talking, dude. It's my. I love that. I cannot make that noise. Listen, that we'll save that for the Patreon. Listen, I. 
love it when we get into conversations with people and we can't stop. Yeah. It's because just, it's just like for these instant friendships just form. We're like, da, da, da. like we've known each other our whole lives and have we, have, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> have we been friends for 20 years and we don't know it? Uh, obviously. It's Clearly. amazing. I know. It's like our souls were like just out in the universe, just like Soul meshy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much did we love Moulin Rouge when that came out? So fun. Oh my God. I remember watching that in the theater and just bawling. Oh, say, did, did we see it together? Yeah, we did. We did, didn't we? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just bawling. Bawling. It's like – it's like you and McGregor, you just like could just smile and I'll just stare at you all. Oh my God. Day. Did just you hear his little pinches cheeks? <laughs> Did you listen to his Smartless episode recently? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. he's just, he's so endearing. He's so endearing. Gosh. I just, darn it, he's adorable. He's a just adorable. I want to pinch his cheeks and feed him vitamins all day long. <laughs> you know, I think your husband looks a lot like Ewan McGregor. I told him that too. I really There's do. like certain times that I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a Ewan face right there, honey. Yeah, he does. There's like certain, like he just looks like him sometimes. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, today's recording. We did. Today- yeah, we loved it. Like, I want to have Issa on every week. <laughs> uh, right? We need to have her back, like, tomorrow, I yesterday. Know. I know. Well, <laughs> she's in Germany right now, but when she gets to Mexico, we should maybe do an Issa in Mexico recording. <laughs> Starring Lindsay and Lacey in Mexico. <laughs> oh, my God. Beach side recording. <gasps> Could you imagine? Oh, I can feel the sand between my toes right now. Yeah, you know what? I can imagine me and Aruba in a few months. So, yeah. Mm, I want to be there. Yeah. Okay. I know. Here we go. Let's let's um let's let's close this out because we've been recording for eighty two thousand hours. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. True. Um, is there something we do at the end that I'm not remembering right here? Is um, two sisters, one podcast. Yeah. Sisters. That was Drifter Sisters in Germany. By the way, we were in Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> das ist gut. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.